Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast as we share the truth concerning these last days and what you must do to save yourself from the violent times that are just ahead. Today's podcast is a word of truth accounting of the end times. The end is coming. The end is near. Today's podcast is entitled End Times 184, Understanding the Word of Prophecy, Part 3. The podcast objectives are analyze the importance of knowing who you are in prophecy, analyze the sixth guideline for understanding the prophetic word, analyze the seventh guideline for understanding the prophetic word, and analyze the importance of spiritual increase. This lesson contains timelines and other visuals. Therefore, if you are listening to the podcast, I advise you to watch the video version on our website or YouTube, or request a PDF of the lesson so you can add the visual effect. Who you are in prophecy. Now, in the most recent podcast, we analyzed the fifth of the seven primary guidelines for understanding the word of prophecy. For your reference, here are the first five. One, a purpose. That is, why it will happen. Two, a time. That is, when it will happen. Three, a season, that is, a sign confirming the time. Four, a messenger, that is, one who has been delegated to prophesy of the event. And five, a sequence, that is, how it will happen, i.e., the order of the events within the prophecy. Now, the sixth guideline is similar to the fifth in that it also focuses on the details of prophetic events. Along these lines, we are moving beyond the understanding of the sequence of events, and we are focusing on the actors involved. Hence, the sixth guideline is the cast, i.e., the people, the actors who are front and center in the prophetic event, men and women who are merely players, who all succinctly and neatly fulfill their role. Whether a hero or a villain, a 10 or a million, we are all pawns of prophecy. We will all, at some time, ascend the world stage to do whatever it is history has said of us, to unite our fate with all that time has made. Now, Although 99% of us are not called out in prophecy, we all fall into one of the broad classes of characters found within the scriptures. For example, the righteous versus the unrighteous, saints versus sinners, the called versus the chosen. Accordingly, everyone has a prophetic history. Our destinies have been determined and will be confirmed during this present age 
in accordance with the life we live. For it is written, a man is judged according to his work. See Job 34, 11, Psalm 28, 4, Psalm 62, 12, Proverbs 24, 29, and Revelation 22, 12. No doubt this is where it all starts at the individual level. That is to say, to understand all the players in prophecy, you must first understand who you are in prophecy. Otherwise, you will fall into the trap of believing you are someone you are not. Now, in making this avow, allow me to be clear. I am speaking directly to the chosen elect, the children of Elohim. I am not speaking to any other class of characters for two primary reasons. Now, the first reason is sure. If sinners and all those doing lawlessness understood who they are in prophecy, and if they truly believed their evil works would yield them endless death, I am quite sure they would repent. For what sane man would choose endless death over eternal life? Now, the second reason is also sure. Namely, the word of prophecy reveals the chosen elect will do terrific exploits in these last days. Miracles, my friends, will abound. However, they will only be wrought by the hands of those who know their Elohim and those who know themselves. Daniel 11.32 reads, The people who know their Elohim shall be strong and shall do exploits. Daniel 12.3 And those who have insight shall shine like the brightness of the expanse, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, as promising as these passages are for the children of Elohim, I must reiterate how the realization of these exploits and the acquisition of this insight begins and ends with you knowing who you are in prophecy. You must understand that these prophecies are talking about me and they're talking about you. Then and only then will you have the confidence to act and to do the mighty works that history has said you would do. Table of Nations. Now, this shouldn't be too hard to appreciate or understand, at least at the personal level, for no man is ignorant to his sin. No man is ignorant of his work. However, it is extremely difficult to understand at the national level. Here is why. The prophetic word often references nations that are either no longer in the earth or they are called by different names in these last days. For this cause, you must do your research. You must come to know the people within the prophecies. Only then will you be able to understand 
who certain prophecies are being directed toward, especially those that pertain to these last days. In my case, the Spirit led me to do an extensive study on the peoples and the nations found within the word of prophecy. From that study, I created an artifact which I have labeled the Table of Nations. By definition, the Table of Nations is a scriptural catalog which details all the nations and all the peoples who are found within the word of prophecy, and it reveals who these nations and peoples are in these last days. Now, the immense value of the Table of Nations is sure, and it should be very clear. We can gather this by considering the fundamental nature of the Bible. Vis-a-vis, -vis, it is a storybook of all time and for all time. It tells a tale of all that will occur from the beginning until the end. It contains more wisdom than all of Aesop's fables. It has more drama than any of Shakespeare's plays. And it is more captivating than any fairy tale. And all these factors testify to the complex nature of the scriptures, specifically the word of prophecy. Now, here's the question. When reading a complex narrative, for example, a play, what do you usually find at the beginning or end of the book to aid you as you read? The answer, a dramatis personae, aka a cast list. That is, a list of all the major players in the narrative. Here's the next question. Why do authors include a cast list in their narratives? The answer, because it would be difficult and near impossible to follow the narrative without it. This shouldn't be too hard to understand. Just consider yourself trying to read a complex play, perhaps only one half the size of the Bible. Then consider having thousands of characters appearing in and out of the play. The question of the hour is, how will you understand who's who without a cast list or some other artifact to help you fill in the blanks? The short answer is, you're not. There are just too many moving pieces. There are too many players on the board and not enough background information to work with. As certain as this matter is, a good majority of men and women read the Bible without a cast list. They read through prophecies without truly understanding who is being addressed. And yet they keep going as if it doesn't matter. Allow me to be very clear. It does matter. Knowing who is being addressed in prophecy is a must, for your understanding will be incomplete otherwise. Trust me, this is the last thing you want to do. 
For the prophecy you failed to grasp, the prophecy you would not take the time to understand, just may be the prophecy that is speaking directly about you. Complex Places Now, the seventh and final guideline for understanding the word of prophecy is similar to the fifth and the sixth guidelines in that it also focuses on the details of prophetic events. In many ways, it can be considered as an extension of the sixth guideline. To it, a key factor of the people in any prophecy is the place where they abide. Accordingly, the seventh guideline for understanding the word of prophecy is the place, that is, where the prophecy will occur. In stating this, you must appreciate how complex prophecies are not limited to a physical location, i.e., where you are in the physical world. Quite the contrary, complex prophecies also contain a spiritual location. Here's a question What do I mean when I reference a spiritual location? The answer. A spiritual location references where you are at with specific regards to the Father's will. This truth is founded upon the reality that the Father's will is progressive. Therefore, if we are walking in obedient faith to his will, we will make spiritual progress. We will experience spiritual increase. Here lies the inflection and the problem. That is, many do not appreciate the connection between spiritual increase and salvation. Here is what they fail to realize and why they will be left behind. The baseline of salvation in these last days is our ability and willingness to progress the Father's will in our lives. You will know because you will experience terrific measures of spiritual increase and you will produce a wide variety of good fruit. If you don't believe me, I ask you to consider the parable of the talents. See Matthew 25, 13 through 30. Without going too much into the details, a man gave talents to three of his servants. He gave five to one servant, two to another, and one to the last. Now, the servant who received five talents made five more. Likewise, the servant who received two talents made two more. However, the servant who received one talent didn't make anything. Alas, he didn't even try. In the end, the servants received five talents and two talents were praised, for they were good and faithful over a little. And yet they were given much, being invited into the joy of their master, which being interpreted is eternal life. See Matthew 13, 21 and 23. On the other hand, 
the servant who received one talent was rebuked for being wicked and lazy in the eyes of his master. And he was thrown into outer darkness, which being interpreted is endless death. See Matthew 13, 30. Now, the question of the hour is, why was the servant who received one talent cast into endless death? The answer, he didn't experience spiritual increase, i.e., he didn't produce according to his ability. He wasn't where his master expected him to be. My dear friends, we are under the same burden. Our master has certain expectations of us, contingent to the gifts and talents he has given us. And if we fail to produce, if we fail to experience spiritual increase, if we fail to do his will, then we will surely die. This is where our spiritual location will ultimately determine our physical location and why those who do not have the seal of Elohim will not be led to any of the safe spaces left in our world. It's because they fall into the model of the wicked and lazy servants, and they are clearly not kingdom material. Therefore, I will leave you with these final words as you meditate on how you should fulfill this critical guideline for understanding the word of prophecy. And I pray that you give the most earnest heed to spiritual increase and to bearing good fruit. Matthew 3.10 And the axe is already laid to the root of the trees. Every tree then which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Now here is the final word. The final keys to understanding prophecy are knowing the place and knowing the people. On this wise, the equation is simple. The right people will be in the right place during these last days. This is why they will be taken. Everyone else will find themselves in harm's way. They're at death's door even now. And the only reason they are still alive is because of time and chance and the restrictions the Father has placed on death. Notwithstanding, those restrictions will soon be lifted. Therefore, if you are not in the right place, if you are not experiencing spiritual increase, and if you are not bearing good fruit, I have four words for you. Run for your life. Now, here is today's assignment. Meditate on the word you have heard today and ask the Father to reveal the truth to you. Remember, where there is no conviction, there can be no faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. Next, if the Spirit is leading you 
and you have not signed up for our mailing list, you can go to www.transformationbytruth.com to sign up today. We'll alert you as soon as podcasts are posted and we'll share our presentations, notes, and other materials at no cost. It is for your edification. And most importantly, you will be connected to me and those who have joined themselves to this ministry as we prophesy and align current events with the prophetic word. These discussions are taking place outside of this podcast ministry. Therefore, if the Spirit is leading you, and only if the Spirit is leading you, I encourage you to come and see. You will be in good spiritual company. Lastly, if you have any questions, please submit them via our contact form on our website. If you have any comments, please share those on the video page for this podcast, also on our website. Now, here is what's next. We completed today's podcast, End Times 184, Understanding the Word of Prophecy, Part 3. And the next podcast is entitled, End Times 190, Navigating the Way of Escape. I will post this podcast on Friday, June 16th, 2023. Until then, my friends, continue to be led by the Spirit of Elohim. Continue to watch, continue to pray, continue in fasting, and most of all, continue to be focused, for the end is coming, the end is near.